0: It but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Two teams are going to take the field. Not only are the players are going to take the field, but the coaches are going to take the field. The training staffs going to take the field. The equipment managers are going to take the field. All those that have sideline passes, they're going to take the field. And they're going to go to battle. They're going to go to fight. They've got the schemes laid out, the plans laid out they're going to go play but there are seven other important people on the field and going to be in the game today and while they're not playing Bengals fans will agree that they have an impact on the outcome of the game it's the referees it's the guys in the stripes now miss glinda said she said or miss clara she said uh we don't let prisoners in here <laughs> I thought she must have been talking like Browns fans because I'm prisoners. But anyway, um, I'm sorry. I'm 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 trying to do good. I'm trying. But these referees are going to get on the field and their job is to make sure that the players on the field follow the rules and they're going to use the best ability that they have to make sure these players follow the rules. They are hired to do one thing and that is to make sure the game is played by the rules. Now I know some you yous like, well, unless they get paid like they did, it. no, no, no. They're going to, they're going to follow the rules. And when they find something wrong that happens, something that we've seen, if you've ever watched football before, is they throw the flag. Somebody say they throw the flag. And this morning, I want to share a message with you entitled throw the flag. Look at your neighbor and say, throw the flag. Look at your other neighbor. Say, throw the flag. Now, I promise you today, you may not like football, and that's totally fine. Because whether you like football or not, it has nothing to do with whether we're going to enjoy the message what God has today. Is that all right? Somebody say, throw the flag. We're going to throw the flag. When the play takes place on the field, and the official does his job the flag goes flowing up in the air and, and these are just fake ones right these are just these are just the little, little, little fake flags that I bought uh, but when they throw them up in the air they are bright yellow like there is no mistaking this on the field there's no doubt that something is on the field and not only here's the part they don't just throw the flag because of the foul of the foul or the penalty See, the referee then gets on the microphone over the entire stadium. And he tells everybody the player's number that didn't follow the rules. And then what's even worse is the cameraman takes and turns the camera right on the person that did something wrong. Not only that, then they go to the replay. To let everybody see that he really did what he said he did and what they said he did. And then it reminds me of the first sermon I ever preached in front of adults and it was at the Howard County Jail. The first sermon promised in front of adults I ever preached was the Howard County Jail. And the first question I asked was how many's ever done something wrong and got caught? And 50% of the guys were like, yes. And the other 50% was like, I got a frame. And that's exactly what happens to the players when the camera goes on. And they're like. I'm just going to ask, has anybody ever felt like that your mistake was being spotlighted? Has anybody ever felt like your, your mistake was being replayed over and over and over again? Someone say, throw the flag. This morning we're going to go through very quickly a number of reasons why referees throw a flag, and we're going to look at a few. The first one is called a false start, it's when the player moves before the ball is hiked, and the referee throws the flag. I don't know about you, but there's been some times in my Christian walk where I have false started. I had every intention to do what God had called me to do in the timing that He called me to do it, but I didn't do it. And guess what? It was a false start. Anybody ever else have a false start? You leave church and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then Tuesday comes. It's a false start. It's a false start. I, I know I'm, I may not be the only one, but I, I, I'm hoping I'm not the only one. Many, many times the appoint, opponent will, will try, to, they'll try to get a false start in the game by using different tactics. They'll start yelling things out like, I know what's coming. I know it's coming here. Two, two. They'll start yelling. The defense will start yelling. And just like on NFL Sundays, the enemy of our soul uses different tactics to try to get us not to do what God's called us to do. And then when we don't do it, he throws a flag. He throws the flag. Somebody say false start. He throws the flag. Hold on, somebody say he throws the flag. The second thing, you say that's number two? Oh, yeah, we're rolling this morning. The second time a flag may come out, and there's many, many more, and I'm not going to go through every one. Trust me, the NFL rule book is big. Something about deflating footballs or something I think uh, New England heard about. Um, I just, yeah. But the, the second type uh, a flag that comes out is called an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And straight up, that's just when somebody acts crazy. Anybody know some people just act crazy? Yeah. Anybody one of those? Yeah, every once in a while, come on. You're like, no, no, I'm all churchified. mm No. <laughs> I love Jesus every day. I ain't crazy unless they straight. Okay, so. Um, I'm not sure about you. Maybe you've not had bad days. But I've had some bad days. Uh, the enemy of our soul is waiting and watching and looking for you when you have the bad days. To see how you're going to walk, how you're going to talk, and how you're going to live. And as soon as we act Crazy. Say something crazy. Treat somebody crazy. You know, when you get cut off and you go, God bless you. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. As soon as we say something crazy, treat somebody crazy, the devil throws the flag on us for unsportsmanlike conduct. And he calls us out and he shines a spotlight on us. and, And everybody sees what happened. I'm going to say this. The devil cannot make you or me do anything. When you hear somebody say, oh, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He gave you the opportunity to do it and you chose to. I'm going to give you a quick example. Yesterday, I went. we had a, we had a great men's, group, men, men's meeting yesterday morning. It was a great breakfast boys, uh, a breakfast with the boys. It was fantastic. And my responsibility was to stop by Dunkin' Donuts. I know, right? Yeah, I know. And I pulled up in the driveway and they was like, man, we missed you, Pastor. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I ain't been there for a while. And as I got there, I began thinking, man, I, I have not had a donut in a long time. I thought it wouldn't hurt. I'm going to get two dozen donuts for the men. And then I'm going to get two munchkins. Those are little donut holes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they renamed them. Back in the day, they were just donut holes, which is super smart from Dunkin'. You know, they're like, why waste the donut? Anyway, so so I was like, I, I convinced myself I was going to get some munchkins. And I said, I need two dozen assorted donuts. And frankly, I didn't care what they were because I wasn't going to eat any of them. And then I said, I need the smallest count munchkins you can give me. Whether it's two, that's fine. And she said, "Um, sir, we're out of munchkins this morning. Sometimes God protects us from the things the devil tempts us with. But I'm going to tell you, the devil doesn't make you do anything. He won't make you do anything. He will put the opportunity in front of you, and we choose whether we do it or not. Somebody say, we choose. We choose whether we're going to have unsportsmanlike conduct. We're going to act crazy sometimes to people that don't deserve it. In fact, if if we got treated the way we deserve to be treated, we'd be a mess too. So they throw the flag on on unsportsmanlike conduct. And, and then we have this thing, and I'm trying to find it now. This is tough. It's not as easy. I'm not pulling a rabbit out of the bag, I promise. Uh, then they have this thing where the referees carry a bean bag. Now, it's not pink, unless it's like October, which is Breast, of Car- Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, this is not that. This is like one of my kids' toys. But anyway, the referee has a blue bean bag. And they will throw them to Mark where there was a fumble. In my journey, there's been some fumbles. There's been some times when I haven't got it right as a husband. When I haven't got it right as a dad. When I haven't got it right as a pastor. When I haven't got it right as a friend or a believer or more importantly a follower of Christ. I just haven't always got it right and I've kind of fumbled. And I know you're looking at me going, well, I pray for you because I got it all together. (laughs) But I want to tell you that Satan takes pleasure in making sure that everybody knows where you failed. And he will mark it. He'll mark it where you fumbled. And then what happens if you've ever watched a game before? Especially now because they've got 477 camera angles. They will show the fumble over and over and over again. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what we do in our minds when we make the mistake. Is we play it over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell you, the enemy marks it in your mind. And you dwell on it. And you replay it. And you think, if I would have just, if I would have just, if I could have, if I would have, if I should have. But the enemy takes and he takes pleasure in marking where you fumbled. Takes pleasure marking where you failed. Too many bags along my journey. Just going to be honest. There's a whole lot of bags along my journey where I haven't always got it right. I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful for his grace. Sometimes, Sometimes it just happens and we fumble. And then this next one happens quite a bit, uh, and, and you see it every once in a while, I guess. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the next flag that could be thrown is for illegal contact. Now, sometimes this happens when somebody hits the kicker because kickers, although they're very important, you know, they don't get the most credibility as being a super strong athlete. And you're not supposed to hit the kicker. But there's other times when you're not supposed to hit somebody in the head. Look at your husband and say, because he said, don't hit you in the head. I'm just kidding. So, I don't know about you, but there's been some times in my life where I had contact with people, places, and things that were not pleasing to God. And what I would say is that's illegal contact. It's not pleasing to God because he knows they're toxic. Things are toxic. Not going to help us grow closer to him, but rather it's going to draw us away from him. I'm going to tell you this morning, there's some people in this building that need to release some people from their life. You say, pastor, what does that mean? doesn't mean you don't love them. It does not mean you don't pray for them, but it does mean that you've got to stop the contact because your temporary contact is about to do some permanent damage. Your temporary illegal contact is about to cause you to miss what God has for you. It's time to break it off. I'm just telling you, I don't know who that's for you. You say, well, that's not me. I'm everything's good. I'm just telling you there's some illegal contact that's taking place and you need to stop touching the things God said, don't touch. As soon as we make contact, Satan throws the flag. As soon as contact's made, you say, I know I did wrong. But the enemy goes, I got him, got him again. I'm not going to ask you, but if you're anything like me, there's always that one thing in my life for at least a long time. That one thing in my life that if I thought if I could just get over this thing, if I could just stop doing this thing, everything would be fine. I will tell you, it was really hard to get over that thing, but the devil does have another thing he likes to throw your way too. But keep working, keep trying, keep going. Another thing, and you're going to really like this one. Here we go. You're going to really like this one. This one is when the flag is thrown for a block in the back. Now, this happens when somebody doesn't have their body fully face forward. Sometimes they're turned a little bit to the side or, or, or actually actually get hit in the very back. And I'm going to tell you the enemy loves to see believer on believer violence. He loves it when we start taking shots at each other. Well, they they didn't. Did you see what they were doing? Did you see how they was living? Did you see? He loves when we start talking about others. And I submit this morning that instead of us wearing the refereeing stripes, we should probably be talking about the stripes that Jesus took and what he's done for our lives rather than judging somebody else. Now, Please understand. I I know when we see our brother or sister in error, we should do what? We should go to them. We should pray for them. It didn't say we should broadcast it on social media. Oh, would you help me pray for? I'm not going to mention their name, but they're doing all this and that and this and that. Please just pray for them. What does that do? It just stirs up. Like, huh? I bet they could. I bet they. I bet they're the ones that are. They're the ones messing around. They're the ones. talk trash about someone share gossip with someone be petty about it did you hear d- did you hear about this i don't listen i don't want to gossip but i'm just going i just want to tell you <laughs> i i don't want to gossip but i just i need somebody to help me pray for them that's junk don't lie you just want to run your mouth and tell them. That don't help nobody. I, I know. I know. You're like, well, I, I, you know, that don't help nobody. I remember. I'm gonna share this real quick. I promise. I was talking about uh, gossip in church one time, and and there was a gentleman sitting on the front row, and his his name was Jack, and um, and 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 Jack was a good guy, right? He was a nice man. He went to church all the time. He been there a number of years, and uh, and I was teaching, and, and I was sharing, I was like, did, did you guys hear about Jack, did you hear the rumor about Jack, that Jack, did you know that's not his real hair, did you know that's not Jack's real hair, that he don't have real hair, he don't have, everybody was just rolling, they was like, oh, that's good, pastor, that's good, that's good, and, and, and they're just laughing, I was like, I got him, all right, let's go, I got him, and, and at the end of the service, he goes, hey, pastor, this ain't my real hair, I got a toupee on. I was like everybody else knew except for me. Everybody else knew. <laughs> so I stopped. I stopped talking like that. But it's time we stopped to put stop and put down the gossip gazette and pick up the encourage somebody edition. Encouragement goes a long way. But as soon as we start, as soon as we start gossiping, giving ear to someone's mess, whether it be the problems or the drama or the trauma or, you know, I'm just giving them a lending ear. How about you just say, that ain't my business. I don't need in it. Well, but then I'm not going to know everything. <laughs> what? Some of y'all live in a barber shop. Um, you always got stuff. Everybody talking. As soon as we give ear, the enemy throws the flag on a block in the back. This last one, though. This last. This last flag. This is a tough one. It's one it's one that you probably ain't going to like very much. But it gets, it gets called quite a bit, nearly every game. It's one of the, the favorite flags of the enemy, is holding. Holding gets called. And as believers, we've been holding on to bitterness, holding on to the past, holding on to the drama, holding on to things we shouldn't hold on to holding on to all the stuff did you do you remember no i don't remember say well well how do you not remember well see that was that was bc that was before christ The old junk, yeah, that was some bad stuff. And please understand, I'm not minimalizing hurt. I'm not minimalizing damage. I'm not minimalizing trauma in your life. But I do know this, that God is a God that heals and restores. And he will take anything that's broken and restore it back to even better than condition ever before. We find ourselves holding on to things we shouldn't. Holding on to things that are holding us back. Rather than letting God... Move in our lives, holding on to hurt, holding on to the pain, holding on to problems, letting it drive us, letting it determine our future. I, I'm gonna, can I? I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use. Come here, come here. Yeah, yeah. yeah come here, yeah. Come here, come here, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the deal. Here's how I know if I'm preaching good or bad. If he's awake, I'm preaching good. If he's asleep, I'm preaching bad. All right. All right, okay, you played football before, yeah? yeah? Okay, cool. So here's the deal. I, I used to coach football, and here's the cool thing. is Did you play defense or offense? Both. Okay, well, you're going to be defense today, okay? Now, do not hurt me. Okay, come here. Stand here. <laughs> All right, Now, I want you to turn around. Okay, right there. That's good. Now, here's the deal. When you're coaching an offensive lineman, you tell them this. You tell them you can have a steering wheel, and it will not be called holding. And that steering wheel, you grab them right here, around where their their, uh, pads are, and you're able to control them like that. And it's not holding, even though you're holding. It's weird. Right? But, as soon as you go like this, it's called holding. My problem is this. With our past and our bitterness and our issues, we can either grab it and steer it, or we can. You like that, don't you? You want me to hug you? Okay. He's like, don't touch me. We can either drive it or hold on to it and let it hold us. You good? All right, appreciate it. Give him a hand for helping me this morning. We can choose this morning. We can choose whether we're going to steer it and drive it or we're going to let it determine our future. There's too many believers that have let their past determine their future. When God said, your past is over, I've written a new story. There's a future for you. There's hope for you. There's better for you. But as soon as we hold on to it, he throws the flag. Man, here's the problem. I'm usually guilty. I've false started. I've had unsportsmanlike conduct. I've fumbled. I've messed up. I've had illegal conduct or legal contact. I've, I've blocked in the back sometimes. I've, I've held on to things that I shouldn't have. Oh, it got quiet. Maybe it's just me. Okay. I thought it was a message, but it turned into confession. This morning, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. What he does is he is continually telling God all of our mistakes. All of our failures, all of our faults, all of our flaws, every time he throws the flag, he is spotlighting that we failed, going, hey, God, did you see that? Every time. But there's this thing in an NFL game, and there's a coach in the press box. And this coach in the press box, his job is to watch and, review, watch and review every play, every call, every flag. He will watch it, and he will notify the coach on the field if he thinks the call was wrong. And then the coach on the field has to decide whether it's worth taking another look to see if they can overturn the call. If the coach on the field thinks it's worth taking a chance, he does something. Only he can do it because of his position and because of the power that he has, because of his position, he does something. He pulls out a red flag. It's a red challenge flag. And when this flag is thrown, sometimes coaches are really mad and they just go, But when they throw this flag, the call gets reviewed by somebody more powerful than the people on the field. More importantly this morning, I want to explain to you that when Satan is throwing his flags on us about our failures, God is not seeing, for those that are followers of Jesus, God is not seeing the flaw. He is seeing the blood of Jesus that has covered our sins. And he is not seeing what the enemy is saying. And so God... Is notifying Jesus saying, Hey, I hear what the I hear what Satan's saying, but I don't see it. You better throw a challenge flag. And this morning. Because of the position of Jesus, because of his sinless, spotless life, because of him taking our sins upon him, because of him going to the cross and dying, and three days later rising from the grave. Can I tell you this morning, he has the power and the authority to throw the challenge flag against what the enemy is doing in our life. The enemy can throw all of the yellow flags and point to my failures. But Jesus this morning is waving a red challenge flag and saying, I've got one flag that's going to override every yellow flag that the enemy has thrown. An NFL coach can only do it two times a game. I'm thankful that in our world that Jesus can do it every single time. But in this building, I got good news. For those that are a follower of Christ, the same power that Jesus has to wave the red flag, we have as believers as well. And here, let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you this. Come on, y'all, y'all come up here. Come on. When I say y'all, it's like everybody's thinking they're going, everybody going to come on stage. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. i got to be specific, don't I? Help me close worship team. How about that? Like, I'll come up here. I can't play nothing, Pastor, but I just. But Revelations 12, 10, and 11 says this. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren, who's the accuser of the brethren? Saint. He's the one been throwing all these flags, all the yellow flags. The accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And the Bible says, And they overcame them, overcame him by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, and the word of their testimony. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You say, "Pastor, I don't feel like I've got the power or the authority." If your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus, all you have to do when the enemy throws a yellow flag is say, "I'm forgiven. I'm covered by the blood. I'm forgiven. That is my past, not my future. I'm forgiven." I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. It's time this morning when the enemy starts accusing us that we remind him that's my past. That was yesterday. I'm gonna wave the red challenge flag For as long as I need to wave it to help him understand I may have failed, but I am forgiven. I may have stumbled, but I am forgiven. I may have fumbled, but I am forgiven. I may be flawed, but I'm still forgiven. See, because. At the very end of the game, last two minutes of every half, no longer is it the responsibility of the coach to throw the challenge flag, but it is the higher level person that deems whether a play should be challenged or not. This morning, you may feel like I failed, I've fallen, I've stumbled, I've fumbled, I've false started, I have shown unsportsmanlike conduct, I've had illegal contact, I've been backbiting for too many years, I've had so many issues, I've been holding on to my past. And you don't feel like you are good enough to be able to wave a red flag. You don't know how many times I cycled this thing. You don't know how many times I've fallen through this thing. You don't know how many times I've asked God to forgive me and he gave me a, and then I did it again. And then I failed again. You don't know how many times, Pastor. But I'm going to tell you, whether you believe this or not, I believe we are living in the end times. I believe Jesus is coming soon. I believe he's closer than he's ever been. You say, Pastor, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I'm just telling you. So here's the benefit in the fact that he is coming is soon. If we're near the last two minutes, you may not feel like you're worthy enough to wave the red flag, but there is a call from heaven saying, There is grace for your sin, there is grace for your need, there is grace for your failure and your fault. This morning, stand all over the building. Say, Pastor, I thought you said there was only one, one flag needed. There was. And I was only going to bring one out. And God says some people need to go home. I don't know how many is going to be, able, only two people, three people are going to be able to get one. There's too many people that have been holding on to this flag, letting everybody see and hearing the enemy tell you you're a failure, you're a flaw, you're an individual that can't accomplish. You need to get a hold of this thing. start realizing there is grace there is forgiveness there is mercy i'm so glad that god does not keep track of how many times i've jacked up my life i'm glad god doesn't keep track of how many times i've messed up a situation how many times i fumbled how many times I failed. How many times I messed up. How many times I went back to the place and the thing and the person that I should have went back to. I'm glad he doesn't keep track of it. In fact, this morning, he has no remembrance when we say, Father, forgive me. I'm waving. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't have one of these this morning. But what we need to do instead of waving the red flag, we need to wave the white flag. It's saying, God, I surrender to you. You wave the red flag over my life I wave the white flag, I surrender to you today every head bowed, every eye closed in this house this morning if you do not know Jesus as your savior, maybe you strayed far away maybe you just you you don't even know about this Jesus thing If that's you this morning, these altars are open. These altars are open. There's a a red flag being waved this morning of grace and mercy. I promise you, you will not leave in shame, but you will leave in hope. I promise you will not leave broken. You can leave healed today. I promise today, 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 there's a red flag being waved today some of you in this building that have been holding on to things so long you've seen yellow flag after yellow flag and you've bought into the price you've bought into the to the thought that that's who you are you have forgotten that you have been forgiven you have forgotten your new creation in Christ Jesus. You have forgotten that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have forgotten that he that is stronger and mightier is leading your life. You've forgotten. There's a red flag being waved today. This morning I'm going to count to three. I don't know who you are. But I guarantee you this morning, you are in this house today. I guarantee you that God is searching you today. I believe everything in me. The Holy Spirit is moving in this house and through every row, every seat, and every heart. If you're in this building and you need Jesus, whether you've known him for years or whether you've never known him before, if you need him to wave a red flag over you, I want you to come and stand in this altar on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus